Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. And you guys know the drill. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, like that Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and my cohort is Kaylin Patterson. And together we are P4P Real Talk. If you were with us last week, um, you will recall that uh, we, we put together a show about the uh, Hall of Shame that was just posted by the INBA, PNBA. And we have a follow-up show of sorts this evening where I think we're going to be diving into similar topics, if not the topic, um, a little more in-depth. So I would like all of you to warm up your ears and get ready to listen because I'm going to ask our uh, our special guest, Kent Byerly with the ANMBF, to go ahead and introduce himself, tell, tell us all a little bit about him. And uh, Kent, welcome to P4P Real Talk and uh, say a little something about yourself so listener land has an idea of who they're listening to tonight. All right, you got it. Yeah, this my name is uh, Kemp Early, president president of the American Natural Bodybuilding Federation. We're we're starting out our eighth year. Um, I'm very excited to be on your broadcast, especially after, uh, from what I understand, your guest last week was a no show, and that's uh, I don't know. Yep. Uh, I'm a man of when I say <laughs> I'm going to do something. I reached out to you guys last week, and I was very excited that you did invite me on tonight. So I'm I'm. I'm ready for whatever you guys want to talk about. (laughs) All right. We are ready, and I'm sure we have plenty. Isn't that right, Kalen? Oh, you better believe it. You had better believe it. Hey, Kalen, how you doing? Hey, brother. How's it going? Very good. So, Kalen, why don't you um, give us a little more, uh, I guess, bring us up to speed, if you will, more of where we left off last week, and then go ahead and kick us off for tonight's show with Kent. And Kent, you know, I'm sorry I murdered your last name. I'm prone to do that. I don't think I've ever heard it pronounced. And when I uh, was listening to some videos earlier, I thought that's what I heard, but I guess I did it. And so anyway, there you have my very public apology. Yeah, it's, All right. people will say Byerly. They actually argue with me sometimes. Byerly, but no, it's Byerly. It's an uh, old German name, so it's all about the beer. No problem. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. All right, KP, take us away. Okay. Uh, this is something I was getting bombarded about, uh, the issue that we're talking about tonight. It was uh, one of those that came through and – I was a little bit busier in the time that it came through, and then all these messages started coming in, and then emails like, "Have you checked the uh, the Hall of Shame in, in in PNBA?" Because this is a name that I was quite familiar with, and I was very, or, you know, I, I had an interest to get to it, but because of work and and stuff with the elderly and the sick and shut in. I was very delayed in getting into it. So basically, someone had uh, screenshot the picture. And I was like, <clears throat> maybe there's a mistake, you know, but, but you you hope for the best, you know, and, and that's one of those things that I you have to do when you're talking about naturals and enhanced is uh, you, you hope for the best 
and, and you you sure don't want to be basically demonizing people because we've all been accused of, of using or, or you know having an interest to use or somebody that knows a dealer that knows you. So it, you know you just don't want to get into the the gossip of the issue until you know the facts. And when I when I had gone to the page myself and read. Uh, some of the things that was being used by this individual, it, it really hurt my heart because, for one, he he's a promoter, and for two, he knew the list. And I think that's one of the biggest things that made me sick to my stomach is that, you know, here here you have a person that's, you know, if you go to his page, you'll see that he's all about the natty lifestyle and basically doing everything far from it. And the damage that is done is what really hurts because it only takes that one instance for all of us to be lumped into it. And I I hearken back to when I was telling a guy that was uh, a trainer and sleeping with one of his clients, and I said, you're not just hurting yourself when you're doing this kind of ignorance. You're hurting every trainer that steps in the gym and, and goes to different people's homes to help them improve on their life and their health. It's not just a one incident issue. It goes across the board because then we all fall under that when we claim to be natural bodybuilders and we're not. So if we're doing our life like we say, then do it. But if you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're just a cheater at heart, you got to understand that there's so much weight involved in that and, and, and basically it becomes a tip of the iceberg issue and we're all being lumped into that as part of the problem instead of basically finding a solution to it and basically washing it under the bridge doesn't fix it. You you, you got to make a public statement in, in defiance of these kind of things or we basically don't improve at all. And I, I'm, I might be ranting or going on too far, I'm going to pass it back to you, Des, but that's the initial issue I have, and I'm very sickened. I can't emphasize this enough. I'm very sickened by how this has been, been happening, and, you know, this, isn't, this is a repeat offender. And the fact that all of this stuff has been known and basically hidden is it, scary when you talk about the, the natural bodybuilding building life and and. And group as a whole, we're, we're, we should not be in this situation. It should have been dealt with much more harsh and much sooner. I, I, I congratulate the PNBA for doing their part, but we, we should have taken a stand as, as a whole and denounced this instead of basically having almost, and until Ken had come out and, and spoken like he did, it was basically just the PNBA against the world. And I'm so glad now that more people are, 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 spoke, are outspoken about it instead of basically just washing it under the rug. Yes, indeed. So, Kent, you're with the ANMBF, and as Kaylin said, there have been a lot of different reactions um, regarding the INBA, PNBA's Hall of Shame announcement. And uh, you put out a couple of videos which have gotten a lot of response. I think you were pretty surprised at the response you got. Um, one of those videos I have uh, shared to our Midwest Muscle and P4P Real Talk Facebook pages, so listeners, you can go there and check that out. But why don't you tell us just a little bit about the gist of your message in your last video and uh, just share with us the response that you've been getting to that message that you put out. Are you talking about the one that I put out yesterday or the initial one? 
Um, the one that you put out yesterday, but feel free to talk about both. I only shared the one that you put out yesterday. Okay. Yeah, the well, at first, I mean, I waited a couple of days to put out the initial video because, you know, I, I would like to always give people the benefit of the doubt, but the more I got involved in it, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people in the natural bodybuilding world, probably more than really anybody else because just because I'm so friggin' old. Um, and I've just been competing forever. Um, and people, because I'm the head of an organization that's kind of like the big fat white elephant in the, in the corner of the room. We don't have a lot of shows, but for some reason, everybody always cares about the AMBF and what Beerly's doing and what's going on and attacking us because here we are. People want to do our shows because they're fun, they're exciting, they enjoy themselves, and they're fair. And we don't bullcrap. So people reach out to me. So I kept getting information from other places. They're trying to find out if it's true or not. They're trying to find out how it can happen. They're trying to find out how does he pass three polys and but fail here and there. So that's why I did the initial, the initial uh, video, the one I did on Thursday. And what really, what really got me, and what really made it seem like almost like. It's almost like, you know, everything nowadays is so political and so corrupt. It's like when you think about him, he wasn't just a competitor, but he was a, a leader in the sport of being a promoter. He's promoting a show for the OCB. And when you start realizing, because I know what we test for in the AMBF, if you're a promoter, you know exactly what you test for. So like Kalen said, he knew that SARMS isn't tested in the OCB. And, and so he gets busted for SARMs, which is just it's just crazy to me. But then when you think about the – I've been screaming about the polygraph. We got rid of it three years ago because I felt it was a total waste of money. We had people fail urine tests at our show that either took polygraphs with us or from another organization. So, of course, we take it because we're all about trying to save everybody money. So – and we've been taking heat ever since then from the OCB, Matt Shepley, Marjorie Shrash. I have no problem calling them out by names because they deserve to be exposed. They called us out telling us that if we don't do polygraphs, we're not a natural organization. So how ironic it is that they had three opportunities to, to catch this guy during a polygraph, and they failed. But now the other question is, because he's a promoter, did he really take the polygraph test? Did he really take the urine test? And if he really did take the polygraph test, if he failed, would they have kicked him out? That's a whole other question. He don't hear anything from them. And if he failed the urine test, would they actually throw out one of their promoters? I, I, I don't know. The way that this whole situation's panned out, it's very, I wouldn't believe anything that they do at this point. So, and their message, again, I'm, I, I get screenshots from people, messages that they're trying to find out what's going on, and now they don't even have the same message going out. One one person is saying something, the other person, they're actually, they're trying, I've seen this on a couple of messages that people have sent me. They're trying to blame natural food poison drug testing for the PMBA for the failure. Which is a route that they went before when somebody else failed about three, four years ago. The same thing. You don't mess around with third-party drug testing. I mean, that's that's kind of 
crazy. So then after all this, the whole target for me is the whole polygraph. So then that's why yesterday, because then I started getting people that messaged me about the polygraph. Why do they use the polygraph? I took the polygraph years ago, blah, blah, blah. I failed the polygraph, and I was and I was 100% natural. So the person says, I haven't competed since because I don't want to compete in the NPC against all the big guys, but I don't want to fail a polygraph that I know I didn't fail, but now I'm afraid to take it. I had about three. Now, they're not going to say he didn't take the polygraph. See, now, now they, they have a no-lose situation. They have to say he was polygraphed three times, or they're not following their own rules because their own guidelines, their own bylaws say, no matter what, if you're a pro, you have to be polygraph tested at every show, whether it's whatever show you've done, if you did it last week, next week, whatever, you have to be polygraphed. So they're going to come out and lie and say, we didn't test them at our shows, or we only tested them once. So as far as the public's concerned, they failed three times. So now you have a guy that is on is taking stuff, knowingly taking stuff that he knows is banned because obviously he chose the drugs he was taking because he knew they weren't going to be tested. Manipulated the test three times, but then you have people that are legitimately drug free in their in their words and they fail the polygraph test. So then I, I shared a story about a guy in nineteen eighty eight. Failed the test up in Boston on an AMBC show, and that person happened hey, Kent, to be me. Kent, I'm gonna. Yes, Kent, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm gonna jump in real quick, but your audio is fading in and out, so I'm not sure if you're moving oh. away from your phone or mic at any point. But if I could get you to keep it, mic wherever it's at, right, close to you, that would be I'll great. Because right. we don't want to miss out on any of this. But please continue on. All right, so. So that story was that I told a story about myself and how I was, how I feel. And again, this is the ugly part of the sport. And I've been blackballed by the MPC. And it was my 100% belief that the, the polygraph test was used as a way to get me not to compete because I didn't want to be their poster child or their poster. Like their, I was, I did their show one year and I, I won the show easily. The, from the head of the organization uh, wanted me to do like, I don't know, eight, 10, whatever shows. And wanted me to be the, like the up and coming person in the AMBC, I guess, whatever to take on whatever organization. And I didn't want to, I just want, I was working for Valley's Jack Lance day back in the time, six days a week, 12 hour days. I didn't want to have to do a lot of shows. I just wanted to do one at the end of the year in Boston. And I'd be happy with it. He, his exact words is, well, the judges need to know who you are. And I, you know, and if you don't do more than, you know, if you don't do more shows, you'll be sorry. These are his exact words. So sure enough, I go to Boston, fail the polygraph test. They said, well, we'll let you take it again. Okay, well, that's, I said, well, I'm thinking to myself, how good is your drug testing if you're going to let somebody retake a polygraph test? And then, of course, I failed again. And then I had a, I called in a, I called the Boston police and had them give me the name of the tech that they use for polygraphs. The state police guy, they ended up getting connected me to a guy who went to the Massachusetts State Police. He came to my room, gave me a real test like I was an axe murderer for an hour and 45 minutes. I passed his test, and he, he admitted to me, he says, for the purpose of this test, I tried to manipulate you like you were like a real criminal to get you 
almost so I tried tricking you to fail the test. And he says, and you passed the test. And he came back the next day and gave me a notarized letter and gave it to the head of the organization. And he said that I still couldn't compete, which was just very strange. I mean, here I am with something that legitimate, real test, and he still wouldn't let me compete. So not only is the polygraph an ineffective tool to determine if a person is drug-free or not, but it's also a way of an organization to be able to manipulate the results. I mean, who knows? I mean, you don't even see it because now, back then, it was the old style. It was on paper with the thing that goes up and down. Now it's on a laptop, and you never even see it. So who knows? So it's not only is it bull crap, but it's a tool that can be manipulated. If they don't want somebody in the show, they could just fail the person, and that's it. So that was my experience with that. And I, I myself didn't compete for three years because of that. I'm like, I, I said, I just can't believe. I, I was, like, afraid to take another polygraph test. And then I wrote it, man. I, I told in my video, three years later, I did the ANPPC show up in Utica, New York. The first time I said, I got to compete again. I go to compete. I, I, I go into the polygraph room, and sitting right across from me was the same exact guy that failed me three years earlier. So I didn't say anything. I passed the test. And I stood up and I said, do you remember me? He says, no, I don't remember you. I said, well, you failed me three years ago, and I knew the test was bullshit, and you just proved it. And he got, oh, no, 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 no. I said, no, you failed me three years ago. So how am I passing your test now? So, again, it's just an ineffective tool, and it's really just the the bottom line is it doesn't work, and you're making people pay money. Which is another problem, another conflict of interest, and another just bad situation with the OCB is that the officials of the OCB, whether it's Matt Shepley, Chad Austin, Sean Sullivan, uh, and, you know, uh, Chad and Sean are, are friends of mine. I guess probably not anymore, but they're friends of mine, and I just – it's just a bad deal. They're making – you know, you got 40, 50, 60, 80 people, 100 people in a show – Cash only. That's about. I mean, it's just. Hey, hey Ken. Yeah. I I don't want to keep beating. I, I'm not trying to bash the OCB because I, you know, like you said, we we both know good people and promoters. So, I I don't want to get too much on this uh, on the fact of uh, you know organizations because I don't want it to seem like we're going after them because that's right. not the well, intent. No, I mean, my exactly. anger and frustration over all of this is basically someone who has the reins in their hand to make a well-run and well-organized show and basically abusing that power and privilege and destroying the whole outlook of what natural bodybuilding as a community is. So uh, I'll, I'll let Des uh, get back on there, but uh, let's, uh, let's keep it in, into, the, uh, into the forum of where we were going with this. Because if it goes back and forth, then basically we're, we're not helping the natural community at all in, in, the, in, in what we're discussing. I understand. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So and while we've been getting all of this good background, we've had several listener questions uh, piling up. So I do want to get to these, and we'll start rolling through <laughs> these. I bet. Um, um, this one from Bill. Are you guys afraid to say his name? Well, you no. know, the he in question that we've been referring to, we are not. It's kind of public. Um, I don't know. You know, it's not really. Well, it is public because he was on the INBA PNBA 
Hall of Shame. And so, Shane, you're asking, other than the video I watched, where can I find this list? If you go to the INBA PNBA website um, and you go to, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to dig it up here. I'll get it for you specifically how the navigation chain works. But their wall of shame is listed on their website, and there you will be able to see all names <clears throat> of all individuals who have ever been banned from the INBA PNBA. So you can check that out there. And as I referenced last week on this show, the INBA PNBA is not fooling around because there are different degrees of being punished when failing a drug test. Some organizations will ban you for a year, depending, some seven years, some banned for life. And all of these folks are banned for life. So there is no uh, second chance, three strikes rule with this organization. Um, <clears throat> Lisa is asking, a promoter that is using, is he still a promoter? Lots of questions wondering, you know, does he get to keep his title in the organization? Um, do they alert the second place winner? So on and so forth. You know, I can't speak to what the organization is doing with this guy. I have not seen any public announcements. There might be some scuttle out there, some rumors as to what's going on, but I am not privy to that. We might get a few more details here coming up. Um, and as far as I know, did he, when he got caught cheating, have to return his trophies? Was the next person in line notified? That's usually the way things go. Um, did this happen in this instance? I'm going to assume with the INBA, PNBA, that that's how they handle it because that's per their norm. But as far as the other organizations, I am not sure. So Doubtful. Kent or Kaylin, feel free to jump in in Doubtful. that area. I mean this in the in the most serious way, very doubtful because I'm not seeing any response from them to basically let the OCB community know that this is totally, wholly unacceptable and in and, and no, and no way, shape, or form acceptable. I'm just not seeing it, and it, it, it hurts my heart. And I, I spoke with Ken about this. I, I am so saddened by this. Because it, it, I I would I expected a much faster and more public response over this situation, knowing the drugs that were involved. Like it says, you you know the list. The the list is well known, and the damage that that is done with SARMs. We've talked about this on 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 past shows. Is frightening, and 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 the fact that they it would. Uh, I, I, I just said what I said. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, Desiree, I have, um, like I said, they're giving out two different messages. I think they're trying to see which one fits. But one of the messages I heard where they've, they've cut all ties with him. Um, if he wants to fight the drug test, he needs, he's on his own. Um they took his show away. If you if it's if you click on it, it doesn't even it goes like to the OCB email. Good. Good. And, and then the um, he doesn't deserve it. The other one, the other one I heard was that they believed that there might be tampering of the third party drug testing, which I is ah. very far. far. Yeah, so I don't even that, know how that, that happens. No. Anyone that knows the business, 
it, 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 it's so stupid. I mean, like, it, there's just no way that could be feasible or possible. That, that you're, you're talking about a, a, a drug testing place risking everything just to tamper with one person's uh, urine. I, it, it, yeah, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's you know, and as far as the um, the PNBA really is the easiest organization to know who fails a drug test because they do put it on the wall of fame. The OCD, I, I've never heard them ever announce. Although that's that's not true. Uh, Mike Halsey, up in um, friend of mine promotes the OCB up in Syracuse. He's been an advocate of better urine testing for years because he he's had I think the past eight years seven of his winners have failed the urine test. So he's he's a big advocate of better urine, and he knows the polygraph is not effective, but it's an OCB thing, so they do it. But he announces his failures, but I've never heard of anybody else in OCB announcing their failures. But, like, we we honor any ban. Like, if, he, if people are banned for life, then we, the AMBF bans them, but half the time you don't, you don't even know. We share our information with all other organizations and what they do with it. I don't, but I've seen some of the names show up in other organizations. So I guess if you, you know, everybody treats it different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the question. And I'm glad to hear that you do that. I mean, that was one point that we had talked about last week as well is, you know, that, you know, organizations should be sharing with other organizations. But again, what are those, how are those organizations filtering that information down to their promoters? And that's the question. And I really think it's important to make sure that there's a process in place that that happens for sure across the board. If you're a natty organization and another organization shares information with you on an athlete who has failed a drug screening, then, you know, you owe it to the rest of the athletes to do something with that information, not just brush it aside. But uh, on another note here, for those of you who were wondering, it's INBA, PNBA, it's naturalbodybuilding.com. If you go to testing, there is WADA, and then there is Hall of Shame. You can check that out there. The individual in question that we're talking about tonight with the OCB or evidently used to be aligned with the OCB, he's the first one listed there. Um, Chad Hovenden, if I'm pronouncing that right, is the name you guys were wondering. So there is a lot of information circulating out on Facebook. If you have access, go ahead and check it out. Check out the Hall of Shame now you know what we know. Um, let's see. So Jake and Lisa, your questions were answered with regard to promoting. Um, this one's from Sheila. Isn't the drug testing the same across the board? What am I missing? And no, Sheila, it is not. Different natty organizations have different levels of testing what they look for if you really want to know what the differences are it's all available online for the most part you can check it out and see what the criteria was based on um larry says why claim a natty life if the guy is clearly cheating as a promoter this is a horrible look for natural bodybuilding and yes larry we feel your pain that is the pain that kaylin is talking about you know two steps forward one and a half steps back. It's just like something like this 
just overshadows all of the great stuff that is going on in natural bodybuilding. So despite it all, I'm still going to stand by the fact that there's a lot of positives going on, but this is a black eye we got to deal with. And so we are dealing. We are dealing. It's what, it's what happens from this point on. I mean, is anything exactly. Is any organization going to take steps? Like I know I talk to a lot of promoters, and they're all questioning what their actual, you know, and obviously like the OCB, uh, and I'm sure it might be the same with the AMBF. It's, it's, I've already been in touch with our drug company to, to make sure exactly, I mean, we know what what's tested, but what's the new stuff? I mean, is it updated? I mean, like this organization didn't test for SARMs. Now how do you get SARMs on there? I mean, you have to keep updating. We, we you know, we go by WADA, but you know, I don't have official dedicated WADA testing. I mean, it's so you have to kind of, you just have to make sure everything is, is your ducks are all in a row and you're doing all the right stuff. And if you're telling somebody something, then it should be the truth. I mean, you can't exactly. Say, yes, you sir. can't hide behind what you, you can't hide behind your words. You you need to um, come through. And you know, we did a survey about three years ago, and one of the questions on our survey, this is actually when we had a, I invited 20 heads of, of the natural organizations. And besides the fact I only heard back from nine of them, only five of them participated, but we had a survey that we used during that, that, that meeting we had. And one of the questions was, what's the most important, why, what reason is the most important to you when you're doing a natural show? And ironically, the drug testing was like, fourth or something. The other things were like trophies, money, whatever. But drug testing wasn't even a highlight of, wasn't even a top three choice in that question. But I think this is beyond the drug testing. This is just integrity and, and ethical issues. And that's what gets people fired up. When, you, when you're when you a liar and a cheater and you're cheating your people that have done your shows, you're taking away first place from two good friends of mine, Patrick Mabe and, and Mike Halsey, you're taking away the, the 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 feeling of a victory. That's just bad. And then on top of that, you're you're actually a leader in the sport. You're a promoter, and that's what Kalen's talking about. It's just it's just bad. When I heard that, I'm like that. It's just it's just. And I because I know right away, you know his story. I was like that's awful. And it's just and it it makes people happy, you know. And I've had a bunch of people too say, well, I'm just I I might as well just compete in the NPC because at least I know. You know, if they're juicing, they're allowed to juice. It's just, it's just, <laughs> and there's a lot of games. Uh, really, all you can do, I mean, all I can do as a, as a uh, president of uh, the, I run the AMBF, and then I run all the shows. It's just really to keep doing what I've been doing from the beginning, and that's really what everybody else do. But you really kind of have to look at all your, all your policies, procedures, and just make sure that, you know, nothing can be questioned because you don't want a situation like this to happen. I mean, it's just, it's just that's bad. That's exactly and, and true. The whole yes. That's exactly true. Bad. And it's not being handled properly, and that makes it just worse. You know, it's not, it's not a yes. lot. You know, they, it's yes. not the crime, it's the cover-up, you know. It's, I will say this, though. I will say this, though. I understand the rationale of those sentiments you get, Kent, of, well, I might as well just compete in the NBC, NPC. Right. No. No, you should not. <laughs> Even though you know they're allowed, you're just putting yourself in an environment that may one day tempt you 
to do what they're doing. So don't even go there. Don't even do that. For any of you out there who are thinking, yes, I, I can see that. No, 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 you can't see that. Don't do that. That's yeah. my two cents. And those, those um, NPC shows, whether you're a, a guy or a girl, those shows are no joke. You, just, you know, that's not like the, the best alternative to go. I'm just going to do NPC and get my hand. No. All right, guys, a couple more oh, questions. I, I comments. Share this, hold on, guys. Hold on. Okay, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, this one's from Dennis, and he says, uh, trust me, the NPC is not a quote-unquote healthy environment to compete. And I understand both methods of uh, what he's saying in that. that that's uh, quite clever. Great job, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. All right. Here's one from Dr. Drew. I wonder which Dr. Drew this is. But anyway, as a doctor, I'm surprised a person who, as a promoter, knows the damage from SARMs would make that his drug of choice. Yeah, Dr. Drew, you and all three of us as a trio. Next one from Jenny. Whoa, I saw the list, and she's talking about the INBA PNBA Hall of Shame, and I see another OCD promoter on the Band for Life list. Yeah, well, you know, stuff stuff is happening, Jenny. Um, from Brian, the OCB dropped the ball. This is embarrassing for all natural bodybuilding as a whole, not just the OCB. And, yes, Brian, we agree. Again, to the pain. Um we're feeling about all of this. So we have an anonymous question for all of us. So we can all chime in on this one. After all that has happened, do you feel these other top organizations are going to immediately pull the abbreviated bodybuilding poly? I just would have such a hard time believing that that would continue, but who knows? And not to get on a rant again about the poly, but do feel free to adjust the question. And that's, that's a good question. Who knows? Um, the poly, while we have evidence here that it's not 100%, um, you know, efficient, it has weeded out some folks um, who knew they were cheating. It sounds like it's also caught some folks who weren't. So there you have it. But that's a very serious topic for each organization to consider and I think it's a decision that each one needs to not take lightly. As you've heard from Kent, the ANMBF put a lot of thought into what they were doing. And I think the same amount of care and thought needs to be taken across the board. Um, Kent, go next. Yeah, I feel, I mean, obviously I, I don't, I, I think the polygraph is, is not a good tool. What we did, I can only speak for what the ANBF did, like, Years ago, we readjusted our entry fees, readjusted our membership fees to to increase it a little bit and still stay around average because we were really cheap. And so we increased it, and then there's a little buffer in there that goes towards our urine testing fund. So we went from testing 10% of the people to, to some shows it's up to 25% of the people. And we haven't caught anybody since we've gotten rid of the polygraph test. So so to me, I believe the urine test, they always say the polygraph is the best deterrent. We had three failures when we did the um, – three or four failures when we used the polygraph test. We've had none since we've switched to the expanded urine testing. So – and we, we had an outside guy coming to do the problem with 
one of the organizations is that they have officials that, that that's a lot of money to give up. I mean, it's not a third party and, and it's not a third party tech. So I don't know, you know, it's a lot of money, I, I mean, but really what, what really should be done that should be, if you're going to continue to use the polygraph, there should be an, an independent tech doing them that has no ties at all to the or any organization. If you're going to continue to do it, but, why do something that, number one, it's a logistical nightmare to have to schedule all these tests ahead of time. It doesn't, doesn't stop anybody. It might, might deter you from doing it, but yet the urine test would catch him anyway. It just doesn't need to be done. It's just, it's just a bad tool, and it's improving it's a bad tool over and over and over again. And it just allows, it allows just bad decisions, and it leaves it open for for. You know, blackballing and uh, and other stuff. It's just not a good way to find out if somebody's using or not. And there you have it, Kalen. Well, you know, when, when I first uh, started hearing about the poly, uh, before I knew what it entailed, I actually believed in it because I didn't want anything to deter the cheaters from wanting to get involved with natural bodybuilding. Because the one thing I think most people are kind of ashamed to admit is that there's cheaters in every sport that we have. And I, I'm, I'm amazed that, you know, we try, I don't, I don't ever want to portray a squeaking clean uh, image of natural bodybuilding because there's cheaters in everything we've done. I mean, like every sport I've been involved in, there was many people that were willing to risk their life, their health, their future, their reputation, any and everything just to get that next win. And it's sad to say, but we have people in, in, in every walk of life that are willing to take that risk. And it, I was really hoping that the, the, you know, the deterrent would be enough. But when you find out the, the money side of it and how it's done, it, it's, it's lessened when people know the cheaters and how they got away with you know, getting past the poly. And I said, if there's a method to get around it, then why are the people that are basically trying to withhold the integrity of the sport being the competitor being punished with the, with the, the added monetary fees? Cause uh, you know, it's not cheap to compete. And if, if it's not really being an effective solution, then why is it even part of the industry? So I, I, I get the deterrent side of it, but if it's not an effective true polygraph, and, you know, everyone's saying how long a true polygraph. I said, well, then you're already admitting that, you know, there's ways to get around it. So if if, if it's known in the industry that it's not as best as can be done, then why are the basically the competitors being the ones punished to see if it'll ever get fixed or worked out? So that that's my two cents on it. All right. Let's make it two cents and a shilling. How about that? And a shilling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We got uh, the anonymous questioners are 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 in force tonight. Here's another one, guys. I know Chad, and the first thing I thought was if he had any of his clients doing similar life choices, or I should say, making similar life choices as he did. I don't want to speculate any deeper than this, but that idea has to be considered. And you're right. It's it's. It's interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot um, of questioning going on 
on that end of the spectrum with with the quote unquote natty clients um, of his. Some of them are probably shocked, and maybe some of them aren't. But I always find it I always find it interesting how coaches have both enhanced and natural clients and how they balance that. But that's a conversation for another day. Can't sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you would you would hope um, not. I mean, as a promoter, as a as an official in an organization, if, if something like that really, if, if you have a bad coach, I mean, it, we have a policy because we follow the the rules for for banning through WADA, and one of you could actually ban coaches. So it can have actually work in reverse. If you know a coach that, say, he failed himself, there's no reason why you can't randomly select the, his other clients if you feel that they needed to be tested. It, there's no rule that says you have to test just winners. You, I mean, we have random – we can randomly urine test people. So if we see people or we feel people or we might be tipped off by people, just and then we make it up, you know, the head judge and the promoter get together, and you can te- – you really can – test anybody you want which comes down to a matter of dollars too it's still a business at the end of the day but if you feel like you want to do more testing then you're you're more than free so if you feel that people might be because they're coaches then i i would not hesitate to to test people that that were connected to them if if you feel if you your judgment of looking at them and then with the history i mean i would test them that's the only way to know because obviously, though, you know, if one passed the polygraph, I'm sure they might have shared shared how to pass the polygraph test. It's just a sad, you know, if a person's going to do a show and use, it's also the kind of person that can lie in a polygraph test for sure. Yeah. Well, I I, I would like to add to that. There's uh, actually two situations, uh, two incidents that I know. Uh, one was in St. John's, Indiana. There used to be a show out there, a natural bodybuilding show out there uh, under Okachikwu Igungwu, and everybody just called him OK because he had a hard time pronouncing his name. Dez would have had fun with that. But uh, <laughs> when I would have called him OK. Yes. Yes. Well, anyway, he had basically the, the coaches, uh, husband and wife duo that were competing, and when they failed, he did like uh, Ken said, and he tested everybody under his camp, and all of them failed as well. Uh, yeah. The other, the other one I saw uh, firsthand. This is not you know secondhand knowledge. This is things I was involved with uh, firsthand, and the other one was a fella that you know, Dad. I told you about the the trainer who had passed away last year, and everyone said they were shocked and surprised. And I was like, with the drugs he's using, how? Would you be shocked and surprised when he was just overloading his body until it just couldn't uh, function anymore and his heart exploded? And, of course, he was uh, giving to his clients. And, you know, he would try to pick and choose the shows. He was getting caught simply because, like Kent was saying, uh, so basically, you know, they were taking his money, but they were failing his clients because they already knew going in that he was using. But I'm saying why even run that risk? Uh, of doing so so you know there were some organizations that uh, basically banned him and anybody he tried to send in so he tried to do under an anonymous uh, competitors 
And that wasn't working because they had, you know, with social media, it's easy to do some background checks if you are willing to do so. But, you know, it's just sad. It's just really sad because the one thing I did hear from uh, one of one of uh, his past clients who basically had his heart uh, cut out to, because it had enlarged to a point that it was uh, a person against his rib cage. And he said, you know, it, it kind of stands to reason that if they don't care about their own health and fitness, then why the heck would they care about anyone else's? And that's something right. we, you know, we all need to consider because it's, it, it is, at the end of the day, it is about our lives. And, and you know, it's, this is the one sport where you can risk everything about your life to compete, which is sad. I know that there are others that do so, but the tendency is basically to run an even kill because their testing is more, more and it's sad to say, more stringent because if, or if natural organizations are, you know, taking shortcuts on the drug testing, then it does put the sport at risk, as we can see, you know, plainly with this. And then, you know, like I said, this is just, it's a sad state of affairs. But I know anyone that puts their own health at risk is much more willing to put others' health at risk as well because they just don't have the moral compass to say when. And I'll just leave it at that. All right. That's all you have to say about that. Oh no, that's and you know, it's what you're gonna say about it at the moment. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's um we're just definitely at one of those places where you just have to take pause and be like, all right, as Kent said, what is it that you are going to do, you whether you're an athlete, an organization, or promoter going forward? And, uh, you know, promoters, if, you're, if your organization heads aren't talking about this, aren't communicating about this, then, you know, feel free to go to them. It's supposed to be a two-way street. And if you want to see change affected in your organization for the shows you're promoting, you've got a role to play in that too. So I don't know that I would necessarily wait for change just to come rolling down. You know, take it back up the flagpole and make positive things happen. And uh, that's my uh, two cents about that. I know this topic is stirring up a lot of emotions out there, guys, but, you know, the only thing that I see that can happen from here on out is is just more good stuff to come. So hopefully we're not dealing with this again. Um, might be a few bumps in the road, but, you know, I feel like there are positive things that can still come out of this. So, um, you know, use your anger for uh, for good. <laughs> use the force for good. So, Kent and Kaylin, I know we are running low on this. I think we've we've handled most of the questions, all of the questions that have come through for our listeners. You guys have answered everything in full. Um, last thoughts on this topic for tonight. Well, I guess I'll kick it off. This Greg wants to know. So, what's the solution to all of this? I think that's a good a good ending question. So, Kent, we'll start with you. What's the solution for all of this? I mean, everybody's solution, it says the organizations need to work together. In a utopia, that'd be great. Like I said before, I could have had a meeting. I invited 20 people. I heard back from nine and five showed up. The reality is is that I, I, got, I, don't know, I got in the middle of – I really hate getting in the middle of Facebook uh, squabbles. But you go back and forth. It's when you have – 
the organization they 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 need to be able to control their own house. You gotta keep your your house clean. And sometimes when you try to be too big, expand too much, and for what reasons? I mean, you have these organizations that are run. Everybody's got different ideas of what they want. They they say they want to work with you, but when you try to get them to work with you, they don't. They have different drug testing, which reality, people always say that, well, everybody's drug testing is different. Well, that's fine. It doesn't matter what procedures you have. If you're competing in the AMBF, you do it this way. If you compete in NGA, you do it their way. If you compete in the OCB, I mean, it, it, that really doesn't matter. But there should be sharing of drug results. That's very important. Organizations don't do that, except for few. PMBA, theirs is obvious, but sometimes you'll hear it from promoters, but you won't hear it as a as a public message from the organizations. And you you have to you have to honor bans of other of other organizations. There you go. If that happened, if that happened, this never would have happened because in 2011 he failed the WMBF drug test. And ironically, where did he go? He went to the OCB. They took him in because he was a, a name. He was a promoter for back then. So they took him in, and then he fails a test with them. So if he was banned in, in 2011, this whole situation wouldn't have been wouldn't have happened. So you have to honor yep. other people's drug tests. That's just yep. that's the one thing everybody should agree with. Drug test is really up to you, but is it effective? Is it? it are you doing things? With the competitor in mind, if I'm a competitor, and I still am a competitor, even though I haven't competed in, I don't know, four years, I'm a competitor. I want to know what I'm getting from the organization that I'm going to. If I'm competing in the NPC, I know what I'm getting. Uh, you get a huge show of 2,000 people at the national at the national level. You get 30 seconds on stage. You get a trophy at the foot pole, and you get a picture taken with some big huge monster guy, you know, from the supplement company that's sponsoring the show. You know what you're getting. Sometimes you go you go to a natural show. Show A is awesome. Show B from the same organization sucks. Show C is like okay. And that's not cool. The show should all be the same. The organization's shows you can see but I want to know what I'm getting from the show when I'm doing an NG. I want to know California. I want to know if the shows are going to be good, and you got to take care of the competitors. A situation like this leaves the competitors like in an island. They don't even know what to do. They're like, they're. I got so many people that that are just flipping out, and I'm like, I said, well, you're all welcome to the ABF. I have no problem with that. But it's just, it's just sad because you want to know what you're getting, and you want to feel like the organization is taking care of you. And, and this is a clear indication of a situation where. The members aren't. I. I don't think are in the foremost mind of the organization, and it's it's bad, and it's just the quietness of of it is what kills me. Yeah, when I did my video, I had no idea I'd get like four thousand views or some crazy thing like that. I mean, I almost got as much as Mark Lopeliner. I couldn't believe it. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, who the hell? I mean, I, I'm like, I just figured because I go on rants. I might get whatever, 800 people, 900 people, but people care. People are watching it, and they care, but nobody's saying anything. It's just like put your head in the sand. It's like, you know, it's like 
you have to come out and you got to do the right thing. You have to convince your people that you care about them. You have to convince your people that you do anything for them in your show, and you'll get them. To, you, you want them to feel your passion, and to me, there's no passion. It's just big business. Big business sucks. Doesn't people get that? It's not a business to people that do shows. It's a hobby. So their hobby, my hobby, your hobbies are supporting a big business. And that's not right. That's not really how it could be. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's just, it's just bad. It just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. As a competitor. It's just, I want to know. That's the whole reason why I started the AMBF because I thought that the natural bodybuilding scene in my organization that I was promoting for was dying. I offered to help. I offered to be a quality control officer of this organization. They said no. I did 16 or 13 to 16 shows that year, and like five or six of them were good, and I got the money. The rest of them were awful. And I'm like, why are these organizations allowing these these shows to not be good? Now, this is a huge example of it. It's just a total letdown of the OCB members. It's a total letdown of the whole national, the whole national bodybuilding community. It's just, it's bad. And and I hear it all because I'm the guy with the big mouth, I guess. And so no, I don't no, have a no, problem. No. I have a problem answering no. it to it because I, because I believe I've been doing it since I was 17 years old. I, I got to jump in on that one. Passion, having passion for a, something you care about is, is, is not not a big mouth. You're just speaking what people are, are, are holding back and they shouldn't. Uh, the thing I was going to add to this is transparency for one. I love what Ken said about, you know, sharing this information across the board. I would actually go a step further and share it publicly because we're not helping the sport. It's obvious every time we, we basically try to try to sweep it under the rug that it only worsens. Uh, the fact that this man had been caught in 2011 is almost like putting crystal meth in the, in the storage room and you got the addict basically watching it. He knows everything to do to get in and out without being seen, and it, it makes no sense that he was giving given the reins to basically even, you know, to make it worse because it, it just became a higher profile because, like I, like Ken said, this was known in 2011. And if it was known, why wasn't it shared more across the board? And why the heck was he given a chance to promote under a natural bodybuilding banner? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just at a loss with this, and, and, and it's frustrating beyond end. But there is a solution. There is a solution, and one of that is sharing publicly what's going on so the athletes know something is being done. Because I think that was the worst thing that could have happened is that basically sweeping under the rug, and no one wanted to even acknowledge that it happened other than the PNBA. And then when, when Ken had seen it, he had started speaking out. So basically it, it gained traction because people were saying, oh, here we go again. But this time with us being so outspoken about it, they say, okay, now – we understand that they're not happy with this embarrassing uh, involvement of a, of a promoter and a competitor because I don't disagree with people having passion for the sport and wanting to compete. I do disagree with a cheater being given another chance to cheat. And that, that, that's not the same industry or entity. It's, it's just a shame that it was allowed. The solution is when they're caught, if they're caught red-handed, I mean, there's people that we, we like Des and I have had them on the show that have been done, you know, done something in ignorance. That's one thing, but there was nothing ignorant about this. The list was well known by the promoter, 
and he still went ahead and used so he could win at natural shows. That is a glaring red flag. And something, if they have to drug test the promoters, if they failed it and you want to give them another opportunity, then, buddy, you better be having something in place to deal with this being an issue in the future. Because if it's not, then we just recycle the ignorance and we keep having shows like this until somebody steps up and says, well, then I'll be the adult in the room and somebody's going to spank this bad child. I'm not even sure where to go from there, but I do have a question that's kind of related, not related. Whatever happened to the IPL? Um, They used to be very vocal in posting failed drug tests. In fact, one of the most vocal organizations, um, other than what we're seeing with the INBA, PNBA, um, from a social media perspective. And, And now I don't see anything about them. So I guess, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really expect you guys to have an answer, but that was just something that popped into my head. So there you have it. And, uh, and there we have it. So it's been a robust conversation tonight, guys, for sure on a very difficult topic. I mean, I'm sure it probably seems easy, but it's, it's never quite fun to have to talk about these sorts of things, but it's real talk. And so we, uh, we've definitely had real talk this evening. Kent, I want to thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your perspective, for sharing your experiences. It's, uh, it's definitely been fantastic to have you. For anybody out there who might want to get in touch with you or want to learn more about the ANBF, can you please let them know how they can find you or get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, anybody can email me. I, I get right back, which is um, a goal of mine to get right back to people within a few hours and when they email me, which is unheard of. But that's what I, I try to do because I know it sucks to wait for someone to email me. Back. My email is krb46 at comcast.net. And our website for the, a, the AMBF is ambfnatural.com. We're also on Instagram, the same same name, AMBF Natural, and then uh, also on Facebook. And I'm on all those things, too. All right. There you have it. So in case you weren't writing fast enough, um, did you say KRB46 at Comcast.net? Yeah, KRB46 at Comcast.net. And our website is com. ANBFnatural.com. Kaylin, last thought, Snickerdoodle shout out. Hey, you won't find signs in Snickerdoodle. That's for dang sure. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right, gang. On behalf of the Natty Nation everywhere, and full disclosure, and you know what? Just, just do right. Don't be a cheater. There are organizations, if you want to be enhanced, their organizations or an organization for you. So on behalf of Kent, the ANMBF, the boys at P4P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple. So let's build it. Thanks, guys.